Hello, 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 and welcome again to What Should I Do Next, a weekly podcast that addresses situational and physical life challenges that impact our overall well-being, interpersonal relationships, and life goals. The podcast is uniquely designed to identify and discuss, share and empower, improve outcomes, and have fun. Well, this week, I kind of want to have fun because I'm going to have a guest host today, and we're just going to have a conversation about a topic that I think will impact all of us and impact our overall well-being and interpersonal goals. And to introduce this topic, I I just wanted to talk a little bit about tradition. And tradition, for the most part, is transmission of customs or beliefs from one generation to another generation. Simply put, it's the handing down of information. And tradition contributes to a sense of comfort or belonging it brings families together and it enables people to reconnect with friends one of the most important things that stick out in my head in terms of my traditions that I recall is that every holiday there was an event so during Thanksgiving it was at my mom's house during Christmas it was at my grandmother's house and during New Year's it was at my aunt's house and I totally remember the tradition my mom and dad would cook the house would smell like turkey I'd have to pseudo clean the walls because I really didn't do it really good because I was the youngest girl I remember at my grandmother's house she used to make this coconut cake and the tradition was after everyone ate all the adults sat around the table and had like I don't know, in my mind at the time, it was meaningless conversation that ended up with disagreement and my mom saying, let's go. (laughs) I remember at my aunt's house and my uncle's house, after the dinner, there came out this machine. It was a movie projector and we would see all of the movies when we were at the beach and we would have all these and everybody would sit and the lights would be and it'd be the greatest things. Now, I have to tell you, we don't do that anymore, you know. Sometimes my mom has dinner. Well, COVID changed a lot of that. And just age and everybody moved on changed a lot of that. Um, So the tradition has faded. And then I think about young people. You know, as traditions are fading, and it's it's important to retain a sense of tradition. Because, again, it contributes to the sense of belonging and brings the families together. But young people are not understanding that. And while there are some families who are creating new traditions, I have to say that life, because it seems like we're moving at a faster pace through work and school and kids and that, and as world events continue to threaten our overall well-being, here's that word again, overall well-being, we're focusing less on traditions and more on, let me check my calendar, let me see what's going on, let me see what's happening. And even that, even for those families who are trying to stay connected, all families and members are not participating. So it seems like traditions are fading. Now, you're like, well, what does that got to do with what should I do next? Well, it does. It has a lot to do because this episode will examine or tease out what would you do if loss was imminent? Now, imminent means ready to take place or in my instance, I'm going to say has taken place. So it seems like tradition has been lost and many traditions 
um, that loss is imminent because family members are passing away. And again, family members are falling out. And the art of tradition, because of all the things in this world that are going on, just seems to be fading away. Well, with no further ado, I'm going to introduce my co-host today. Hey, Butch, what you doing? How you doing? I'm glad to be here. <laughs> What do you think of that tradition? What do you think about all that? Well, tradition is good, but if you look at nowadays, I have a, uh, I'm going to say, have a different outlook on things. You know, this technology we have right now, I think it's moving too fast, you know, and just in my eyes, you know. How many of you, when you were little, you know, knew your friend's phone numbers, you know, used to go play, you know, your friend's phone numbers, top of your head. Nowadays, you look at it, you've got a cell phone, you just put the name to it and program it. Now, how many of you actually know somebody's number? You know, I have a family and mom and dad and wife. I couldn't tell you what their number was right now. Just by looking at my phone and programming, boom, there it is. You know, just dial it. Now, what if the satellite decided to take a spill and don't want to work? Then what you would do? That's a good point you make. The first, for your first point, you talked about cell phones. You know, there was a study out of UCLA that talked about how cell phones have really caused youth to lose the tradition of communication. They only know how to communicate through texting. They only know how to communicate through emojis and Instagram and all of that nonsense. Matter of fact, have you ever been at a function? And let's say you've gone over to your friend's house and you see all the kids around the table and everybody has a cell phone, the kids or the adults texts are going off and nobody's really communicating. Have you ever seen that? Or they go on Facebook. That's all they doing, talking to their friends on Facebook or Snapchat, you know, doing all kind of, you know, weird stuff on the phone. And I also like to say men no longer know how to talk to women. They send them texts, which I think is really lame. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it, you can say it's lame, but, you know, you know, early in the day, you, you'll actually go, you know, face-to-face -face and talk to that person. Now, everybody, you know, like I said, get a number, just text them and looking for the response. So you spend a lot of time on the phone texting back and forth instead of actually in person talking to that individual. It, and, and also what you said about our phone numbers, if it's not like if I can't find my contact in my phone, I don't know your phone number, which is really sad because what if this moves into your next point? Everything crashed. I remember, and maybe the listeners can remember this, August 2020 was a Thursday. Google crashed for six hours, okay? So what would you do if loss was imminent? So for six hours, people didn't have Google Mail. They didn't have Google Meet. They didn't have their be able to activate Google. What is this? So, so here we are. People think that technology is great, and it is, but what if the loss was imminent? Now listen, we're in a very critical time in life. Who knows what's going to happen from day to day? So what would you do next, or what should you do, which is the name of this podcast, when loss is imminent, let's just talk about technology first. What's the backup plan? Anybody got a backup plan? Tell me more. Well, I think everybody should go back to the basics, you know. Everybody depend on, <coughs> excuse me. Gross. <laughs> depend on the, uh, technology, which is like you said, like you said, it was real good. It is good when it works. But say, for instance, it crashed. Now, everybody that I know uses GPS. You know, they use their Waze, you know, Google Maps, whatever stuff to get from point A to point B. How many of you know, now know how to read a map? Now, 
if the map, if the satellites go bad or you couldn't use your cell phone anymore, you'll be lost. You'll be trying to look, you know, use your, your GPS on your phone and crash into a river or whatever the case may be. Learn how to read the map. Um, back in the day when our parents were coming up, you know, I don't know about your parents, but my parents did have, you know, certain have a, uh, a thing that which they actually had it printed out to look at the map and tell you exactly where you're going. But nowadays, everybody depends on their GPS. And right now, sometimes the GPS don't even work right. You, you know, you use it, it tells you to go right and left. And it makes you know you're lost somewhere because you depend on that. So you need to learn how to use a map. And like I said, it's a lot of things the technology is good for it when it works right, you know. But we're too dependent on it. So I feel like everybody should learn the basics, you know, do what they have to do on our basis in case something does happen. You know, we got this thing going with Ukraine right now, which is crazy. Anything can happen over here, cyber attacks, shut off everything. Then what are you going to do? Exactly. I love how you said that because going for every point, there's another point I have. You're right. Back in the day, AAA had this huge map that was bigger than the windshield. And I remember people, like I was a kid, of course, of course. And I remember people tracking. And, and that was like an asset. And it was always folded up in six ways and put in the glove compartment. Now you hit the location in your Google phone and then it goes, hopefully and it's winding and it's winding and you're right it can take you one direction or another direction or if the data is not updated or if your phone is not updated then you won't have it so case point one what should you do next if loss is imminent i.e in this instant technology actually people learn how to read a map hello learn how to read a map I should do that too because I don't know how to read a map and half the time I can't even find my ways because I can't find my ways even on the Google Maps. Back to the cell phone. So here we are, okay? The cell phone, they're always upgrading. There's always something that goes wrong. What would you say to do next if loss is imminent with regard to, and by the way, the word imminent, is it about to happen or it's ready to take place? Remember I said that, or it has taken place. So here we are. The phone, cell phones. I, I think smartphones has made us just as much mentally sluggish as anything else. Caller, you say what? You're right. Correct. It's, you depend on it. It's a walking computer. It's a hell hand walking computer. You can use it just like a basically desktop or, you know, desktop computer. Yeah, everything is on there. But if you look at it, what about back in our, in our younger days, you know, when you was outside playing? You don't see kids playing outside anymore. They're mostly stuck in the house playing, you know, you know, um, video games, you know, Call of Duty or whatever, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. they're doing all kinds of stuff instead of being outside. I remember when I was younger, you know, I'm outside all night long until my parents tell me to come home before the streetlights come on, you know, get in the house. Nowadays, you don't see kids running around. They're stuck in the house playing, you know, video games all day long with, with, with others. Playing with the game with a person in Australia, you're here in California, you're playing with somebody overseas, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. They don't spend time doing the basic things, you know, going outside, having fun, playing softball, baseball. You don't see that no more. Exactly. And and so it's funny. So what should you do next when loss is imminent? Stop buying your kid's cell phone so early. Would you agree with that? Because it sounds like what you just said, instead of them going out playing, it has taken away from their imagination. So they're hypnotized by a social media. They're hypnotized by cell phone games. And by the way, I see adults playing cell phone games. I don't get it. How much time in a day do you have to play a cell phone? Seriously? Seriously. I mean, I, I don't get that. I don't. Th there's so many other things that can mentally occupy my time that I can't do that. But, going, but I digress. 
meant so from a cell phone perspective, parents need to, when loss could be imminent, stop giving them cell phones so that they, again, we talked about the study in UCLA, they're losing their social cues. They're losing the, the, those things that help them understand like human emotion. You know, if you tried to interview a kid these days, they wouldn't know what to say. You know why? Because they don't know how to have a language. They don't have a, a dialogue. You'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Huh? I don't know. Now, again, this is not all kids, but it's a whole lot of them. So, again, so our next point would be when loss is imminent, i.e. cell phones, A, be careful how early you introduce it to them. B, cut down on that time. But but wait a minute. Should we go back to, I, I love those those cell phones, the one, the two. We'll never go back to that. But what would you do if loss is imminent and what if the, the phones go out? What, how would we, what kind of plan? How would you access your family? So should we tell families to create plans of action in case something happened? Come on, Butch. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, everything, I mean, you saying mostly cell phones. It's not just cell phones. It's a, it's a lot of other things. The computer, it's, you know, even in schools now, the kids now are taking, um, you know, online smart stuff. smart yeah. computers, yeah. homes and stuff like it's online and stuff, everything like that, and it's good. But you got to get to the basics. You know, one and one is two. Not you know going to a, a machine, pushing a button and tells you, oh, here it is, right here. You know, using Google. Now, now Google and computer, like I said, is good when it works. You know, you can find certain things out faster and speed, learn some information and stuff. That's fine. But to go down to the roots and say, if this didn't work no more, what are you gonna do? Well. Go back to the basics, pick up a book, get a map, you know, go to the person's house. You know, we don't have, like I said, nobody has landlines no more. Landlines don't exist no more. I mean, if it does, it's very rare. And like I said, everybody carries a cell phone. So everybody depends on that. You know, you can't go from point A to point B without your cell phone or any kind of technology. And to me, it's just, it's moving a little too fast. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now I think it should take, you know, take time and say learn because, you know, Myself, I'm a, I grew up in the 80s, so I know what it is not to have a cell phone, not to have a computer. You know, I was outside playing with my friends and did what I had to do. But now, you know, you know everybody is so wound up in, in technology that they don't spend time with, you know, in person. You know, it's always online. We shop online now. We do our groceries online. <laughs> we do everything online. Instead of going out, you know, enjoying the weather, enjoying, you know, what's outside and stuff like that. Instead of you know, being stuck in the house. I agree with you because you know what? Back in the day, I'd have six and seven textbooks. Now people be like, Google, what is, like, whatever happened to reading pathophysiology? Okay, I'm in healthcare. Whatever happened to reading history? Do we even have history books anymore? Where's the libraries? What's happening here? Like, I don't understand. Like, you're right. People just say, even, and I'm talking about adults, Google, what is why can't you just go look that up? Have we become the victim of modern technology? Now, listen, like you said, modern is necessary. It, it shows evolution. But you're right. What happens when you're so intertwined and dependent? And if loss is imminent, i.e., the computer crash, somebody tell me, where's your money? Tied up in a computer, right? What you're, Everything. So... What would you tell people to do? What should you do next if it's imminent? Do you, would, how would you give them, here we go, a survival kit based on 
the things you remember from a traditional, ding, 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 let me get my bell, a traditional perspective? Well, I was going to say, go back to, go back to old school. To, you know, batteries, radios, um, you know, talk to, you, you know, your grandparents, your mom and dad and stuff. Tell them, ask them how, what they did with all this stuff happened. They didn't have all this stuff. I mean, you know, it was one of those things where you actually went out and talked to people. If you want to see somebody, you go, you go to them. I mean, like I said, it's, the technology is a conven- it's convenient. But like I said, it's not going to be here all the time. Anything can happen the next day. So then what are you going to do? And it's mostly geared toward the younger, you know, the younger generation. They don't know, you know, I have, you know, a daughter and grandkids. They are, they're raised on computers. And from this day, if I told them what a map was, they look at me like I'm crazy saying, what's a map? I was like, what's a map? <laughs> you know, they have no idea what that is, you know. That's, that's funny you say that. And it's so, it's so true because, well, so let's now talk about what should you do next if loss is imminent. Let's talk about a survival kit. Um, but before I do that, I also want to say that even in certain industries, everything's tied to computer or automation. Like, I don't know about anybody else. You can call for a healthcare appointment and it'd be like, uh, if you like to speak to that, that's one. That's two. And then three, three. And then you hit it. And then if you, it doesn't give you, if you don't respond to what it needs to hear, it loops you back. Isn't that frustrating, Butch? Are you, do you get, can we not pick up a phone anymore? And it's like, I'd like to make an appointment. No, we got to go through an automated system. Caller, you say what? Oh, that, that, is, that is frustrating. You know, you want to talk to, you, you call a certain company or a business or whatever, and they direct you and say, well, hit one to talk to this, hit two to hit this. I want to talk to an individual, you know. I want to talk to somebody that knows what's going on. The computer, yes, it's, you know, it's good to answer your call, but they give you the basics. If I got a specific thing I need to talk to about or a question, I want an actual person there. And I know, you know, Companies get calls right and left saying, you know, get complaints, you know, you know, they don't want this, they don't want that, they tired of this. Yes, I understand that, but you still want to talk to a live individual person to get your point across. A computer don't, don't go nothing but, you know, record what you said, say we'll get back to you, or send an email, you know, we'll get back to you. You know, that's frustrating, you know. And you sit there on the phone for hours and hours trying to get a hold of somebody, pushing buttons, hitting zero. It's just frustrating. So, like I said, it has its good points. Then again, it has its bad points. I agree. And also, in addition to healthcare, grocery stores. Okay, you have cashiers, and then you have those lines where you do it yourself. And then if you don't want to put the item in a bag, it goes, hold please, help is on the way. And you're like, why do I need help? This is your device. Why am I? I, I don't know about you, but I get frustrated. I get frustrated because it's like you said, technology is moving at such a clip. And again, no one's saying technology is bad, but we have to wake up and understand that what would we do next if technology or the loss thereof was imminent? Again, based on what we're seeing in the world today, correct? You know, right. I don't know about anybody else, but I remember a time that never was during 9-11. What was shut down? Cell phones were shut down, were they not? I could be wrong. Were they shut down for a moment in time? Yeah, moment. Right? So this is what I'm saying. Things can happen at any given time. Loss can be imminent at any given time. And we have to now de- develop an old school survival pack. That's what we do next.
And so the number one thing is what you spoke of is a battery and an old school radio. Do anybody have an old school radio? I know I don't. But after this conversation, I think I'm going to get one. Because guess what? You don't know. Maybe we can, you your TV might be out. Cable satellite might be out. You might need to have a radio. I know this sounds like very archaic, like the movies, but I think there's some truth to it. Life imitates art and vice versa. Right? Correct. What about batteries? What do you think about that? Don't we need some batteries? Don't we need some candles and matches? Well, you would need that in case, like I said, you lose power. That's one of those things that you you should have. Everybody should have like a survival kit. Batteries, um, flashlights, you know, candles if you have them, um, you know, blankets and all that good stuff like that. But like I said, you know, Technology is good. I'm not going to turn away from it. You know, I'm a, it, it works in handy when I need it. But like I said, you still have to know what can you do if it wasn't there, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's geared more to our newer age, you know, kids and stuff like that. And they need to go back to the old school to learn how to do it if it wasn't there. Right. So they need to develop a skill set. That's what they should do next. we need to go back to that and i'm going to keep adding to that you know we need to do you have your medications that you need if you couldn't get to like if anything should happen that you know loss was imminent and you couldn't get to your your pharmacy or, or a person couldn't get the medications they need so listeners start creating a survival pack that's what you do next by the way talk to your family about a plan of action like where will we meet if all communication is cut off where are we going to congregate so that we can be together and how fast can we get there do you guys have water in your house in bottles if you need to now i know i'm not sounding i'm not trying to sound like this is some kind of um like oh my god doomsday but let me tell you something we're living in a time that you really have to think what would i do next and to that end am i prepared for what i would do next if loss was imminent butch you say what Tell them, Butch. <laughs> well, we talked about everything. Just like I said, have a like you said, have a plan of action. Um, you know, just learn. You know, what can you what can you do? I mean, you have to be ready for anything that happens. You know, like like I said, the millennials now they don't know nothing about that. They don't know, you know, how how to do read a map. I mean, back in the day when I was in school, you know, we have computers. We had the old typewriters with your manual. If you <laughs> if you mess up, you had to start over again. Now you hit a button, delete, and you you know you're back on track. And that's good. That's now that's time saving, you know. But now, if that was to go away and everybody had to go back to basically typing again, they're gonna be in trouble. I I I I hear that. And you know what? And again, I think a typing skill is so necessary. But I think you're we're again saying the same thing. If technology crashes or is lost or imminent you know if that loss is imminent, what would you do next and you're right it seems like the tradition the traditions of skills are being faded away right because of modernization we love modernization we love advancement but hold on to tradition right because again number one we see that the cell phone boom has really destroyed social skills and youth yes or no and little kids they are glued and mesmerized by the ipad they'll sit and look at it for two hours and you ask them to say something and they be like eh, eh. 
Like, come, no, no. You speak to an adult or a man. If they're not posting something, they don't even know how to promote themselves. If you're not pro promoting nonsense on Instagram, you don't know how to promote yourself. What happened to the art of promotion, right? Tradition, people, tradition. Let's not lose tradition because, again, it is those things that are passed on, those customs, those beliefs, and it gives you that sense of belonging, right? It creates connectedness, whether it be in families and or in peer relationships. So when loss is imminent, what should you do next? Well, loss is not here now, but should it be around the corner? Because we don't know where we are from day to day. Right now, start reconnecting in tradition. Start rebuilding those customs. And for Pete's sake, please build a survival pack. Because of what should you do next is loss is imminent. You better be ready to sustain yourself. And by the way, I always say this. You know, we always have our... Um, our, our books and our, our our reading materials on on like either some kind of uh, kind device. I have two Bibles and I have a bunch of books and I have a bunch of things. So you need to ask yourself: Do inventory in your house and see what do I have in case I have to do something next. Well, Butch, you've been a pleasure. Would you come back and host with me sometime? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, yes, I would. That was this was fun. It was really, really fun. It's a good information. It's a. I could have sit here and talk about everything that's going on, but it, I could be here forever. But what we talked about right now was a, you know, pretty much a piece of the pie. You know what we talked about. Okay. You know, it's a lot of other things that's out there that we depend on that we need to go back to the you know the old ways and learn. But this was fun. Awesome. I would love to have you back as a co-host. And okay. All right. This has been What Should I Do Next? I am your host, Lolita. Until next time. It's Butch. Bye.